Check mic one. Check mic two. Mic trace. Mic four. Shikas. Where's Brad? Where's I don't Brad? know. I haven't seen him. What the fuck do you mean uh, you haven't seen him? I, 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 I think you were. I think you were. Hold the train. Oh, that's right. He went to go get beer. He went to get the train. Hold the train. Where's he out? Is he running with two kegs? He's out running zombies with two kegs in his hands. That is dangerous. Strength muscles. Wow. This is important. Yeah. Toss us the keg. But now you can toss it to me. Two seconds and kindly shut up for our feature presentation. Shut the f up. Gather around now. There's no time to lose. reviews the podcast that is already two beers in my name is avery i'm your dd and i'm here alongside my co-host gentlemen please introduce yourselves and tell our lovely listeners about what you're sipping on i for one am sipping on my trademark pepsi and uh i'm hoping the zombie virus doesn't uh find its way to texas here all right <laughs> uh, yeah here. Uh, buddy here i am drinking a uh, dream trip an india pale ale from pizza port brewing company uh 7.2 percent uh alcohol Brewed and canned by Pizza Port Brewing Company in Carlsbad, California. Uh, good beer brings good cheer. Nice can. Delicious flavor. Can't bleed it. Pizza Port sounds completely made up. Completely it does. made it does. up. Yeah. That also sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> Girl, let me in your Pizza Port. Uh. <laughs> that's, that's just gross. <laughs> that's, that's disgusting. Just going to leave that in there. <laughs> You know, they got church on YouTube now, man. <laughs> church tube. Hey, what's up? It's Chris. Uh, I'm going to do this sober because I'm going to forget because we're recording things back to back today. So uh, let's go. I counted all the nicknames I have. I think there's about seven or eight of them. So it's mm. uh, we're going to exclude my, my shoot name because like whatever. But we got a young dim sum. Yeah. Mm hmm. Uh, Herschel Wynn. Okay. Yeah, forget, mm-hmm. yeah. Winning. Can't forget about him. Uh, Squatch Daddy. Okay. True. Stud Jackson. All right. Think. True. True. He's the Vex. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jangles Montgomery. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, Taco. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Taco Warning Silky Johnson. Taco Warning Silky Johnson. <laughs> Those aren't the same name, but you could say them together. Oh. <laughs> uh, Thanks. You have a show in Tsunami that comes on at 3 a.m. And only at 3 a.m. <laughs> on, like, the fourth Saturday of every month. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> every show is filler. So you got a Thought Steiner. Oh, yes. I forgot about Thought Steiner. Mm-hmm. Come on. We're, we're all missing yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the best one. I know. Yeah. Uh, I, I raced at Squatch Day. What more do you want? Oh. Uh, oh, there is a redneck there... anime character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it comes on the third Saturday of every month. Redneck and Yunasha. That has to be a shirt. That just has to be. If you, if you want a shirt, leave it in the comments somewhere. I don't know where the hell we're posting this anymore. Please, on the Instagram comments, please. It's so lonely up there. Oh, God. <laughs> 
Yes. Oh, uh, beer that I'm drinking from Jester King. I th- I'm pretty sure I've had this on the uh, podcast before. I'm back on my Jester King kick. Nice. Per usual. So uh, the Hellas blogger from Jester King, it's one of my favorites. At- and I, I buy buy the four pack. Mm-hmm. Delish. Yes. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, this Brad. is Brad. Um, <laughs> Uh, throughout every podcast, you will hear this noise, and that means I am one step closer to um, falling off of a train and being engulfed by a swarm of zombies as uh, the other three of them get away. Uh, anyways, today I am going to be drinking yeah, another <laughs> another Black Raven Brewing. Uh, I went to their brewery the other day, and I had to get um, oh, excuse me, I had to get a growler of their. Um, uh, Recipe Zero IPA. It is a peach IPA. They come out with once a year, and it is so damn good. So I had to get a growler, and I, Ivy really likes it too. So saving some for her, so whenever she gets home from work. Um, other than that, yeah, I mean, it's gonna be a gonna be an interesting day today. <laughs> so it's gonna, yes, it's gonna it be is. it's gonna be interesting. Um, and before we get before we, I was like. I was about to say, but before we before we get to the interesting things, we have to pay some bills. And in order to pay those bills, we have to hear about some sponsors. We would have loved to have had sponsored this episode. And Chris, four of those sponsors for this week. First off, quit quit screwing around. Sponsor us. What the hell's wrong with y'all? I'm tired of being nice. Help us help you promote whatever the hell you have. But yeah, this is uh, coming out. I, you know, I think. Uh, I think Valentine's Day is about to come out. Yeah. Well, I come up, so whatever. Yeah. So uh, once again, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, once again, if you need some last minute gifts or need to ship something, mm. you know, uh, the fine folks at Carrier Shark back, mm. and we'll probably eat your dog. True. But once again, that Megalodon package. You know, I shipped something to uh, someone I wasn't too fond of, and you know, it it was there. And one piece mostly, and uh, <laughs> he apologized. I'll just say that much. Also, so for uh, thank you, packages, Carrier There is Piranha Express, so <laughs> it's like Panda Express, but not as terrible. Yes, <laughs> just twice as terrifying, though. Twice as terrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes. By, by the way, speaking of terrifying animals, killer whales—they mm. are oh, terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, yep. like they, I know Free Willy is basically just propaganda. Like, we know the truth. We know the truth. He ate that <laughs> whale set. <laughs> there is a video of them just like launching a freaking stingray like 20 feet up in the air. Is the only reason we like Free Willy because Michael Jackson sang a song in the movie? It was it's a bad song. It. Yeah. I, you know the sap? I've never seen Free Willy. Really? It's, it's about. It's orca propaganda to make you think they're all nice, but not they just assholes. <laughs> uh, speaking yes. of lands before time, uh, something something zombies. Okay, Avery, I set you up. <laughs> Beautiful segue. <laughs> Thank you, Chris, for that. Oh, just just amazing segue Academy a, Academy Award winning segue, uh, guys. This week, the Brew Dudes are going to be reviewing 2016's Train to Busan. But before we get to that, 
This is your spoiler warning. Everything we say from this point forward can and will be a complete and total spoiler about this film. Thus, if you have not seen it, please pause the podcast, go and watch it, and come back. We'll wait. Are we done yet? It's all your fault. (laughs) All right, you're back. If you decided decided to keep going and not listen to us, it's your own damn fault. So, (sighs) Train to Busan, guys. Train to Busan. Who's seen this movie before and who's watched it for the first time? I watched I've, it for the I've first time. It. I've, I've seen it quite a few times. Yeah, yeah I've seen Man. it a few times. Okay, oh so, I'm the one, so this is my first time watching it. Man. Like, I've been aware of this film for a while. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah. never bothered to watch it for whatever it changed. reason. I can see yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> it's, 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 especially because uh, I watched the uh, that one film first and I watched this one and it was just night and day. Yeah, it's a night and day difference, <laughs> yeah. Well, Train to Busan is about Sokwoo, a father with not much time for his daughter, Suan, who are boarding the KTX, a fast train that shall bring them from Seoul to Busan. But during the journey, the apocalypse begins and most of the Earth's population become flesh-craving zombies. While the KTX is shooting towards Busan, the passengers fight for their families and lives against the zombies, and each other begins. And, um... I'm not a huge zombie person. Like, I I will openly admit that. I'm not, like, a Walking Dead fan. Um, I, I do, like... Like uh, Dawn of the Dead, like that movie. I, lo- I love Shaun of the Dead, um, mm. but I'm not like a huge like zombie person. And so I remember um, a mutual friend, uh, buddy and I's. Uh, he had he sort of recommended it as because it was like one of his favorite movies. And I was like, oh, you know, let me go ahead and check it out. And I remember watching this film. I actually watched it for the first time during lockdown and quarantine. And I was just, mm. I remember just being blown away. I'm like, yo, this movie is wild. Yeah. I've oh. also stayed away from zombie films during the whole pandemic for the <laughs> obvious reason. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. That, that was, we, we were living in strange times there. But, um, but yeah, no, we're, we're, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, let, let's be honest. It's roughly back to normal. The only reason it hasn't gone completely back to normal is because people are stupid. Um, <clears throat> fair. That stated, though, I remember watching this film for the first time and just being blown away by how much depth a zombie film had to it. Yes. And this, I'm not even going to lie, I think the first time I watched it and got all the way to the end, I cried at the end. That that, mm-hmm. la- that last scene, mm-hmm. oh, we'll talk about it when, yeah. we, when we get through the film, yeah. but that, that last scene legit made me like tear up. Um, the first time I watched it, I almost teared up the second time I watched it for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt so sick. We'll talk about, but that was so sad. Yeah, it really is. It made so, me care about the, the characters. Exactly. That's something from a zombie film that had 50 characters. And on top of that, this is this is my first exposure to Super Dad, a.k.a. the dude who plays Gilgamesh in The Eternals. Oh, yeah, Super um, Dad. <laughs> yeah, Super Dad. Like, like, Am I he, missing anything with inter- Eternals, by the way? Personally, from from me, it's no, it's boring. Different Marvel movie. It's very boring. Okay. okay. <laughs> but, well, I guess anyways. he's uh he's like a personal trainer. Yeah, he you used to and he's just trainer. ripped as shit. Yeah, he used to yeah. be a personal trainer. But, and the, but here's the thing: he doesn't look ripped. That's the crazy part. Like he's just one of the dudes who's built like a wall. Like, like <laughs> exactly. he, he, he has that dad bod, but it's that dad bod of Fuck with my child to see what I do to you. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. So it's uh, it's uh, you know one one thing I really enjoyed about this was like okay the first few minutes of the film were like really quiet but it's just unsettling how it's slow like we as an audience member know what's about to happen but like 
they get they're driving to the train station and you see the building on fire in the background like oh that's weird okay but you as an audience member like oh oh no oh no well and then, then you get the, to uh, think where like the even before all of that the like the delivery driver yeah, hits well, a deer well, yeah well, and then we, it just like contorts itself and yeah. stands back up well, <laughs> my other <laughs> thought is if anyone's ever like you know accidentally hit a deer don't just get right the hell back up yeah yeah, not like that though. <laughs> depends on the speed. Yeah, it depends on the yeah. speed. Um, so, I mean, the important part about that scene though is is we were sort of launched into this world. Where we found out there's been a chemical, like a chemical spill or chemical leak at this plant where the driver is going through, and you have these guys that are trying to clean it up, and they sort of let them know, hey, this is what's going on. You can go through. We're sorry about the thing. Dude hits that deer. He's pissed off that the deer is like slowed him down because his day <laughs> is already bad. And then, you know, the deer does that full-on Juwan, the grudge, exorcist, you know, <laughs> crack its spine back in the place thing and gets that. up. And that that's that moment where we, as a, as the viewer, are like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but then that, that drops us, that drops us immediately into, um, that drops us into, in, into the uh, role of our, of our hero, and which, whose name I cannot pronounce. I'm just not even going to try. Um, Dad, that needs to learn a lesson. Well, I think his name is, is Sakwu, um, but I don't I don't want to mispronounce it, um, so I'm just going to call him uh, Average Dad. Uh, <laughs> just, yes. And so, like, he's he's like a workaholic type. He's a hedge fund manager, and he's kind of a jerk. Um, I didn't catch that the first time I watched the movie, but this time yeah. I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, this guy's terrible. <laughs> oh yeah, he's oh, an yeah, asshole. even the like, first time you notice he's an asshole. Yeah, like, he's, he's he's self centered. Yeah, he's he's a complete asshole, and like. You hear it in the conversation he's having with like his assistant or the analyst, and basically the analyst is like, "I don't know if we should do this," and he's just like, "That's I don't pay you to think, just do it." Mm-hmm. Like, and right. then you know he has that. You hear the conversation with his wife, where his wife is just like, "Yo, you're a shitty dad." <laughs> like, did you forget? To, you forget today's your daughter's or tomorrow's your daughter's birthday, and he's just like, "No, I didn't forget." <laughs> like, you see it in his face. He's like, "I forgot." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, then the scene after these work. days, <laughs> and then, like, yeah. The, and yeah, and then he calls he buys the her a wee, buys her a wee, mm-hmm. take, takes it home, and gives it to his daughter, who his daughter is hiding under the blankets because she wants to go visit her mom in Busan, but she doesn't want her dad to know. <laughs> it's pretty telling of the type of dad he is. Yeah, and basically, like she, she, she doesn't even want him to take her. She just wants to go by herself, which makes you think: had he let her go by herself? Oh God! <laughs> just oh no! It would have been yeah. really, really bad. Um, but he gives her the Wii, you know, for her birthday. He's like, "I didn't forget your birthday." And then you see her just like look over to her television stand, where she clearly already has two Wiis. <laughs> I don't even have Thanks. one. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and also, he looks. He's just looking, and she looks, and she's like, "Children's Day this year." <laughs> like you got it for me already. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, what else do you want? She says, I want to, I want to visit mom. Mm-hmm. And he tries to fight it a little bit, but then he eventually agrees because um, yeah. essentially he doesn't, he doesn't want to be a bad dad. He wants, he, he's, he's working hard for her. Um, mm-hmm. And so we get to the scene. They're they're driving to the, they're driving to the train station. In which case, they almost get t-boned by a fleet of fire trucks. And yeah, they were he, running. They weren't running to the fire. They were going to the border. <laughs> we're out. <laughs> and, we're gone. and you know that's again another very ominous foreboding sign 
But then we get to the train where everything looks normal. We're, we sort of get introduced to a lot of other characters here. We get introduced to the baseball team, um, namely um, Oblivious Boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if that, if that hasn't been all of us at some point. <laughs> yeah. Because the whole team boy, is like, and, sit with me, sit with me. He's like, oh, I don't want even, I don't even want to sit next to her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, this was kind of funny because it's like, yeah, the whole baseball team, everybody's like, yo. Because everybody's like, how'd you get here? She's like, I'm your cheerleader, right? And like, she comes up and everybody's like, sit with me, sit with me. And 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 he's just, and she just comes and sits next to him, pulls out his headphones, puts it in her ear. And... He, he's, he's an anime a, protagonist. He's making a whole big deal about it, and she literally says, "She says you should just resign to your fate. I'm your future." <laughs> like yeah. I was just like, "Oh." She meant and it. you know what? Those words come back. <laughs> foreshadowing. Very, yeah. very much so. Foreshadowing. Then uh, um, and later meet, in that scene, we get uh, Super Dad. Yeah, we get to meet Super Dad because uh, mm. the the daughters. Uh, Sue Ann has to use the restroom, so she goes off and she tries to go to the bathroom, which is being guarded by Super Dad. Um, <laughs> guarded, yes. Yeah. It okay, is being guarded. Real quick, can, can we talk about like that really nice robe he's just wearing, all comfortable no, like? It's like, not even a on. robe. I think it's a. I think it's a um a cardigan. I think he's wearing a cardigan, and I was just like, this this big ass mother is wearing this small cardigan. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know what? He rocked it. <laughs> he really. He looked so nice. It looked really too. nice on him, right? Oh, it did scarf have a scarf. Oh yeah, yeah. He had a, he had a scarf on too. Uh, yeah, because that's what he ends up wrapping around his uh his hand later on. Looks like um, he's a circa 2018. <laughs> 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 and uh, but yeah, so we. We meet Super Dad, who's guarding the bathroom because his wife is using the restroom, and he's very polite about it, basically letting the letting the young lady know, "Hey, this one's being used. Go to this other one." <laughs> um, but he, but he's, subtitle but he's, said, but my subtitle said, um, "Take it easy." Two people are pissing in there, <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, yeah, two people are peeing in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, like it's weird because he's 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 still very polite and he's very nice to her, but he's also kind of a dick. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I it, it made me really want to like I want a whole movie about his backstory because the way he starts whooping ass later on, you're like, what? Like, nah, my, my dude was Yakuza or something. <laughs> apparently, this is a sequel to an animated film. Yeah, I saw that. There, there's a sequel. Really? It was, was like, an sequel was made. It was made what two months after this release or something like that. Mm-hmm. No, the the animated movie was made no. before. No, wasn't it made before? No, nope. It came out after. Really? But because I kept reading, it was made before. Well, a prequel was made before. Is tell the story before Brad. So so they did turn to Busan, then they did this prequel. Yes. Then they did state. Yes, things called like Busan Station or something like that, or Seoul Station, something like that. Seoul Station. Yeah. Yeah, I I might have seen that a little while ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I I would like like Avery said. a bit about his backstory. I really, I do. He's a he's a loan shark for, for the mob or something. Like, like my my thought process is especially like the the gruffness and the way he is. It made me think he was Korean mafia, like or used yeah. to be. And like yeah. because the way he starts throwing these zombies yeah. around, just easily. Like like easily. and he and he's not afraid of anyone on that train. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, they except like, his wife, really. Like shit, yeah, starts, <clears throat> like shit starts to get real not too long yeah. after that. Yeah, so because at that point, a zombie manages to make its way, or not even a zombie, a young lady who has been bitten by a zombie manages to make its way. Also, I want to point out, zombies only use exactly one time in this film. Once. The word? 
the word zombie is only used once. When they say that it's <laughs> trending, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, oh, yeah. it's like a trending. It's like a trending thing. Zombie. So, so uh, sorry, uh, my favorite ominous moment is when the train is pulling off, and you see like one of the attendants outside get like speared by a zombie, yeah. and the little girl sees it. And she's like, oh. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, because like, we have that moment where the young lady gets bit, but she manages to make her way onto the train. And then the other, like, she's like sort of scrambling through, and then the uh, stewardess tries to come over, tries to help her, and then all hell breaks loose. Because uh, the girl... She stands up behind her. Yeah, because the girl like stops convulsing. Pop. Yeah, and she like does that whole contortionist thing. She bites her, and then everything goes to hell. Everything. Because from that point forward, it is one literal long take of let's survive. <laughs> um, the, the, I feel like the great thing about Train to Busan is that it's a very simple plot. Um, and the first, the first portion of the plot is we need to make it essentially because everybody's everybody's chilling, everybody's doing their thing. Nothing really happens to be honest until they get to the the next the Dong Song train, train station, I believe. Um, they they know there are zombies on the train. But the zombies haven't really attacked anyone as well. I mean, they have. <laughs> they, they killed a few people. <laughs> but for the most part, the people are they're in one car for the big portion of this film. Or not even a big portion, but like the first, I don't know, like twenty that. minutes. It's like twenty minutes or so, where they are, um, where they're all they're all relatively safe. They know there are zombies. They know there's danger, but they're they're not really in danger, and they know they're going to be able to get off at the next station. Uh, one big thing that does occur is Endless Kim calls the hero. And sort of lets them know, A, if you, you get off the next station, don't go to the main square. They're putting people in quarantine. Go here. We can get you out. Um, and so... They have a goal. They have a goal. Yeah, yeah, they have a goal. So they get to the, they get to the next station. And also, the, the next station is when we meet our central antagonist, which is the chairman of the Something, Something Express Company, the COO. And oh, yeah, he that, looks great. that dude is a... Com- little cockroach of a villain. Yes, like he he is he, cockroach is the best way to describe that. Yes, because yeah. he will do anything it takes to survive, yeah. and it, it truly shows. Because we meet him where he's he's upset because he's at that station trying to get on their train to get the hell right. out of there to go to Busan because he knows something's going on. Well, the rest of them are getting off, and he gets upset at the conductor because the conductor is like, "Well, I need to go tell the rest of them we're going to Busan." The dude's like, "No, what are you doing? Like, let's yeah. go!" Like, so. Everybody's getting off. They're trying to go through the train station. They're trying to go to the main square. Our, Here's the military. <laughs> yeah. It's like our, our hero and his daughter all take off on sec- take off on a separate path, which they end up joined by a homeless person who dove onto the train as well, but knew exactly what was going on. Like that yeah. that dude was high key stressed saying they're all dead. They're all dead. They're all dead. That's pretty much all he could say the whole movie until the, the very end. Um so he ends up going with them after sort of blackmailing them because he heard the conversation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they end up trying to head towards the East Square, and they're like, well, where's the military? And they run into the military, and which has been zombified. Infected. Yeah. And so yeah, then terrifying. you have that really cool slow motion moment of where the hero sees them. And looks back at his daughter, who's like upset at him because she mm-hmm. stayed back, and he just breaks off into a sprint to get to his kid. It's like, and he's not gonna make it. In, he's not gonna make it in time because at also at the same time, all hell is broken loose in the main square. Yeah, <laughs> and Super Dad like comes in with like a freaking yeah. flying elbow. That's what about the yeah, Super Dad comes in and like elbows the hell out of a zombie. It just starts beating up everything in sight around this little girl. <laughs> like, as well, he should. As well, he should. But, 
Like he beats up everything in sight, literally grabs a little girl and just starts running. <laughs> like he gets to his wife. <laughs> like, and he is super dad incarnate. And his 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 wife is a badass too. Because his yeah. she she's pregnant, but gives no there is no care in the world. She's like, I have to protect this little girl. <laughs> like you can see why they work well together. Yeah. A couple. <laughs> well, yeah, and you, you get to get a little moment like that a little bit later on. We'll talk about. But yeah, so there's that moment where this train station is just being overrun. So Super Dad, Super Dad, Super Mom take off with the daughter. Our hero tries to carry a run after them. Ends up getting tackled by a zombie as he's trying to run through a terminal. Protects himself by shoving a book in his thing's mouth, and then all the men I that were John Wickham for a minute. <laughs> so did I. I really did. Just gonna hammer the book. But then in terms of all the men that were on the train, he was on are now trying to trying to let any survivors through. They're trying to hold the doors to let them through. And essentially, because at this point, you know, Super Dad and our hero do not get along. They they just they're they're idealistically opposed foes. Because uh, average dad cares about himself still. Yeah, he, he hasn't made yeah. his complete arc. Yeah, hasn't made his complete arc yet. Well, Super Dad, Super Dad cares about getting everyone that was with them out safely. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually, you know, the homeless guy, homeless guy ends up. What ends up saving our hero because he comes in with his jacket and throws it over the zombies because that's when we first find out the zombies react to sight. Yeah, I thought that was and, smart. Yeah, and sound. The, but we find yeah. out so we find out about sound later on. Um, yeah, I find that really interesting that they showed the the idea of like the zombies have terrible eyesight and basically if they can't see you, they're, they're like T Rex from Jurassic Park. <laughs> Just gonna say T Rexes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And. I actually really liked that because in all zombies movies, you all, they always do like kind of the glossy eyed zombification, yeah. but yeah. like none of them really do this. So the homeless guy saves our hero. Hero is able to make it out and they run over to the door and they're all trying to hold it closed while Super Dad is trying to lock it to give everybody time to get to the train. Yeah. And eventually you end up having one group of survivors, which you have the two older ladies um, that we see at the oh, beginning the sisters, of the film, the, the, yeah. the two sisters, um, they actually end up getting split up and put in two different parts of the train. Um, yeah. This one sister ends up with the first group of survivors, which has the COO, and then the second group of survivors, which will eventually hold our heroes. Well, um, so with the pregnant woman and uh, yeah, yes, yeah, so with the pregnant, yeah. the pregnant woman and the daughter. But um, the very forward average girl, dad. yeah, 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 average dad's group. But the very forward girl is with. The, the first main group because their entire baseball team got wiped out <laughs> like you, you know what I think the worst part for me was I could see myself as certain characters where I'm just yeah. like oh yeah I'd totally be the first one down the stairs I see the first person running down the stairs get like speared by a zombie like oh that would have been me that would that would have been me you know I, I there my my moment like that came a little bit later um which I'll just talk about is like the moment where they're like holding the door and we're super where super dad ends up getting bit spoiler alert yeah, I, I told myself like because you, you have the moment where the the kid is like he's like staring but he's he can't want to do anything. I'd have mm. been like nope. I would immediately would have been the person just like bashing on them to try to get him away. Because <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. it's like this dude is this dude is risking his life to protect all of us. I might as well do my part to try to help him. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But so anywho, Super Dad and all the group are holding the door. Eventually they get to lock. They take off running. They take off running. As probably this is my favorite part of the movie. 
the wall, like the absolute tsunami of zombies come bursting through this glass door. Like yeah. it's it's a literal wave of bodies like that come through here. Style. Yeah, and they, this was the thing that I really liked about Training Song. These are not your Romero zombies. The, these zombies <laughs> are that tiptoe after you. Yeah, these <laughs> zombies are fast. They are vicious. They do not care. Like, I think the other part is when they. Like it's totally unnecessary, but the way they contort and like they'll snap their arms out of place, then pop them back into place. Oh yeah, oh yeah. like it's so unnecessary, but it's so creepy and just fun to watch. It's it's the visual aspect of it. Like it it yeah. truly is this, this as, like they're no longer human, so they don't feel pain and the, their bodies are they don't have the motor control skills anymore. So they do stuff and it just yanks a body part out of place, and then the next movie yanks it back in. And yeah, so it's that's just doing them deadlifting. <laughs> <laughs> You are deadlifting wrong, sir. Gangs, <laughs> yeah. bro. Work, work, work on your technique. <laughs> what are speaking you doing? Of, man, speaking of technique, uh, so they all get back in the train. And that's when we see Super Dad. Uh, Gangs. Yeah, well, yeah, like that's when get... we see Super Dad. And like, he takes one of these grown human beings and just throws them up against the roof. Like, uh, you know, he's well, me trying to eat a taco. Well, he well, picks well, up the baton and the shield. Yeah, I was about to say, because essentially they're having to run back to the train. And essentially everybody gets on. Everybody gets on except for our average dad and super dad. And at one point, average dad is not going to make it. Or, yeah, and all of a sudden super dad is able to get him out there. And then basically average dad holds out his hand for super dad to get up there. And the super dad literally one point runs off the path. Super, average dad thinks he's going to go. <laughs> yes. Jumps, grabs a baton and a shield and just starts bashing zombies left and right. Like, While running. With yeah, a train. Yeah. <laughs> keeping well, up with the train. Well, well, keeping up with the train. And then he manages to make it. And he doesn't just make it. He barrels through average dad <laughs> like yeah. to get onto the train. Again, at this point, I was like, what did this man do in his previous life? <laughs> in a lot of ways, it's his movie. It, uh, I, I personally like to think it's his film. And uh, Average Dad becomes Super Dad later on because of Super Dad. Um, but here's a, here's the part where we start to realize that things are, things are bad. Now the survivors are now in card number 13. They're in card number 9. Um, essentially, also, you get, you get they get a call from the wife and daughter letting them know they're trapped in a bathroom in car 13 that is infested with zombies. So mm -hmm. the car that the car number nine, we have Super Dad, Average Dad and Baseball Boy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, baseball. Yeah. They have the oblivious Baseball the, Boy. All, all the main adult males. <laughs> yes, yes, it's all the main adult males. Yeah. And you see this moment where it's just like, all right, we, we're doing this. And they take down this bag that's like filled with like ropes and belts and all sorts. And they just start like wrapping their arms up. Like just bring themselves from getting bitten. Yeah. And it's just like, and, and I'm, the one thing I love is that Average Dad has the shield, Baseball Boy has his bat. What does Super Dad have? Himself. <laughs> Some tape. Some tape Super Dad is Yeah, like, he like wraps up his forearms so like nothing can penetrate it. Yeah. Yeah. Genius. He's, I just love how Super, Super Dad walked up front like, I don't need a weapon. I am the weapon. <laughs> it's just like, and like Chris says, we get that moment because the first thing they do when he opened the door, dude hops up on chairs and double front drop kicks a zombie. 
Just like, can you imagine? Just like, well, then he like picks, probably, and he picks up and, a zombie and just like throws he, it up against the roof. Yeah, like, he like he yeets it into the ceiling. <laughs> like, like, I, I know you have to kill a zombie by like decapitating it or blowing up its head, yeah. but I think that drop kick from him and only him would kill a zombie for real. For real. <laughs> One thing I just really, he snaps so many necks, so many. Like, like yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, what was his life? We need answers. <laughs> If the gentleman, if the if the people who wrote this uh, or directed it happen to listen to this, we need answers. We need answers, y'all. Yeah, yes, just straight I need, up. Like I, I need a whole film about his life. That I need that whole film. This man, I'm, I'm convinced he was the Korean John Wick. I'm convinced that's what he was. <laughs> I'm convinced he was Korean John Wick. Uh, just, I see it. I see so. It. They fight their way through car also, number. Also, if you tell us where to get that cardigan, that'd be pretty sweet of y'all. <laughs> I know. Just throwing that out there. I, I honestly, I need a new cardigan. I need a new cardigan. Um, I'm not going to lie. Yep. Did you just get one? I need, where'd you get it? I need a new one. <laughs> um, that's it. They fight their way through train train number 10. Fight their way through car number 11. Somewhere they, they find out they re also react to sound. Well, it's it's in car number 12 is where they find out they react to sound because they, they end up going through the car. Well, no, car number 11, they, they, they go through the tunnel and they realize they can't see in the dark. So they're able to just sort of make their way through it. Car number 11, however, or no, car number 12, that's when they find the sound because at one point they find a baseball and they throw it and they're able to run away. And so the very next car, what they do is they take... um. They take Super Dad's phone yeah. and uh, average, tone. Yeah, 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 average Dad plugs in his number. They take Super Dad's phone, throw it, throw it to the literal other side of the train, and turn that bitch on so that they can make it through. They make it through the train. They get to they get to the the bathroom, and you get the moment with Super Dad and Super Mom, where it's just like this is where you find out they're such a good team because like he's so relieved to see her and she's so relieved to see him, and then she punches him. <laughs> <laughs> like laughing he's like i oh, didn't feel God. that but i, I get you <laughs> like, yeah. she's like what took you so long uh-huh. <laughs> i'm worried also i want to point this out back in the beginning of the film we find out their baby does not have a name mm. because he, mm, she says right she says her dad okay. super mom says her dad is too lazy to give her name so they've nicknamed her sleepy <laughs> and and she likes to eat uh glow worms like the the sour glow worms awesome and <laughs> Gives her the sour glowworms, and also that's you start to see you, there. You see the bonding between Suwon and um, Supermom. So, following that, we get to the next. What should be the next train car? Um, however, there's a problem because in the very next train car is going to be the mass of zombies that would prevent them from getting to um, getting to the other area with the survivors. That's when they do the whole thing where they end up scooting across the luggage racks. Um, oh, yeah. Because they're going through another tunnel, which for me, and I guess this is like because I have a, a scientific approach to certain things. Um, I wasn't exactly sure if that would have worked out well because I don't know if the luggage racks would have been able to hold all of that weight. Um, yeah, they, they would. Luggage racks, the the luggage racks in like trains, especially especially like in other countries, are actually pretty hefty because they get so much traffic, mm-hmm. and so many people are um, uh, like use the train as their main 
form of transportation. So like those things are built to kind of withstand not, that. Not like crappy American made. Yeah, not like tracks. not like American trains or like American buses or anything. Or, or American, like, yeah, that shit's made of or American planes. Yeah, I mean it's, it's I I thought it was a really cool cool way to show like ingenuity and, and not literally just barreling through the zombies like uh, fight on fight. However, they do get to the next. Sense. Yeah, so they they managed to make it through, and they're all climbing down because they make it through the tunnel. Unfortunately, homeless dude slips and falls. And as he slips and falls, Average Dad goes to get him, which this is the real first time we're really seeing character development on his part. Because mm-hmm. for every part of this movie, he's told his daughter, only worry about yourself, only worry about yourself, only worry about yourself. So he goes and does not worry about himself, goes to get the homeless dude. They come out of the tunnel. There's light again, so they they slip into the seats. Well, time passes by. They they sort of make a plan to run. The moment it comes from the run, homeless dude steps on a can. (laughs) And it's yeah, and it's like (laughs) it's like that moment you just alerted the Raptors in Jurassic Park. (laughs) Because they're just like run. (laughs) It's like they just take off running and they make it into the next car, which is empty. But then Super Dad and Average are now holding the door. On the other side of this train car are the other survivors. So Baseball Boy is now banging on the door saying, yo, let us in, let us in, let us in. He's trying to call his friend to let him know. You find out on the other side of the door, these people have now like tied this thing up. They're holding this girl hostage. And they're also yeah. holding, they're also holding the, they're also holding like the, the, uh, it's called the other, the other lady hostage. Cause it's just like, oh, they, yes, yeah. yeah, the other, the other sister. Cause now they're, they're learning at this point. They're, that COO dude is so concerned about himself. What you see, it's a mirror of our main character. It is the he's an absolute mirror. Mm-hmm. Like th- this is this yeah. is what he will become eventually. That that's, that's one thing I always liked about this movie. Yeah. is like the yeah. clear character dynamics and archetypes. Yeah, and so it's just like he's so worried about himself when um, very forward girl uh, explains that her friend her friend survived and there are other survivors and they're making their way through the train. He's like, well, how do we know they're not infected? We can't let them come in here. And so they're like barricaded the door. They like tied garments to keep the door closed. And so they just start banging on this door. Like they're trying to break this door down. But at the same time, Super Dad is holding this door and they're trying what they can Abishad runs back to beating on the zombies with the, with the baseball bat to, to try to help him out while yeah. baseball baseball boys like cracking the door and eventually they get the door through and they run through. Um, excuse me, no, that actually happened before. So Super Dad actually ends up getting bitten before then. Uh, yeah, it hits also, me every can, time. Can yeah. we just say he's just holding back like hundreds of pounds, thousands of pounds of weight. Yeah, like, like a freaking middle linebacker. Yeah. Also, while he's turning, too, like his yeah. eyes gloss over and his veins swell, and like, he's fighting like two battles at once, like a yeah. mental battle, like it's also a genetic battle. But I was like, these zombies at the same time, like that's yeah. insane. It's insane. And, and he, we have that moment where he looks at Average Dad and he's like, go. And he's basically he's like, no, so he's like, seriously, go. And this seems like, he's like, take care of my wife. He's like, please take care of her. And mm. then... You know, you see in the average that he's he's pained. He doesn't want to leave, but eventually he runs back. And then you see Super Dad look back at his wife. And he says, "Hey, oh, because at this point, baseball boy breaks through the door, and <laughs> Super Dad looks back at his wife. And he's like, I can't remember the name. And he's like, That's our daughter's name. Remember it. Like, yeah. and they managed to barrel through the other door to the other side and able to close it. 
while Super Dad is literally fighting off the zombies. He's now fighting off a wave by himself when he picks up a zombie and is using it as a battering ram. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something that you or Brad would do. <laughs> Just like, pick up a zombie and use them. Like he, he it's like, well, we're going to die anyway. Uh, yeah, like, right? Exactly. That's, that's one thing. I'm like, if I'm going out, I'm going out like a hero. Like, um, I'm, I'm not about to do this. But also, at the same time, as the group comes running through, the elderly lady, the elderly sister that was with them decides she's not going to hold them back anymore. She sacrifices mm-hmm. herself to give them a little bit more time. Yeah. Well, they make it through. And the other oh, sister. Also, yeah, her other sister. Like, yeah, her, her sister's sister, watching this. Yeah, her sister's watching and her sister sees what happens. And this group in there has now turned on them because uh, at one point, Average Jack comes through and just lights up the COO. He just lights his ass up. He's like, why'd you do that? They could have lived. We could have saved them. Why'd you do this? And then the first thing the dude does, he's like, because he's scared. He's like, they're infected. They're infected. Like, this is the first thing he just yells and he starts. He gets gets everyone on their side on his side. But he's like, you get and he even looks at the conductor, the, the employee left. He's like, he's like, you need to tell them they have to go. They can't be here. They need to go. And everybody starts chanting that they need to go. And so eventually, um, really for a girl, basically the group starts to go. Baseball boy tells really for a girl, stay here, you'll be safe. And she's like, No, I don't want to be here. And so, and literally at one mm-hmm. point, at one point, she she, <laughs> she 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 looks at him and says, She's like, It's just you and me now. Which I was like, oh, like that, that got me. So that entire group that just survived all of that had to go up to the next car. Well, they get to the next car. The uh, the other sister that's there is now so depressed. She's like, she looks at her sister. She's like, you've always been, you've always been there to take care of other people. She said, you idiot. And then she, she goes up to the door, sees her her zombified sister through the door, and then opens the door. And just sacrifices everybody in that car. <laughs> so I'm gonna like, see in okay, so uh But we, we don't find out till later the COO yeah. and the, the employees survive. But at that I feel like that was a really symbolic moment of okay, you wanna do evil, I'll show you evil. Like yeah. because essentially they they caused her sister to die. Like those people caused her sister to die. Had they not been so selfish, they could have lived. But so she was like, all right, I'm going to pay you back. She's like, she didn't want to live without her sister because they, you see them throughout the film. They're taking care of each other. And they just, she says, screw it. <laughs> it's just, I mean, they sort of get what they deserved. <laughs> yeah. And there's this thing because you see that you see the survivor group in the next car and then all you hear is just screams. Like that's all you're hearing is just like screams and like these guttural roar of zombies that's devouring everything. And uh, yeah, it's a real just. Just, just like scary moment, um, but it's also a very like appropriate moment. Um, following this moment, though, we do sort of get the notice that the uh, conductor is going to be pulling. They're going to be pulling into Busan Station. Um, however, something ends up blocking their way, so they can't exactly get through. So um, essentially, he stops the train and says, "You know, I'm doing this. Uh, you know, if we can get another thing, we will." Uh, we will be going up to um, what's it called? We'll be going. We'll be going up to you know Busan Station. I'm gonna put a train on the left tracks. If you're alive, get to the train. <laughs> He's like, Let me tell you, you, that guy was chilling. He was on his iPhone sipping Capri Suns the whole time, <laughs> just driving. <through. laughs> uh, and but you see, and he gets out, and he is he is high key shook it. Um, <laughs> like he gets out. The moment he lands on the gravel, like he is scared. 
But then he runs off. He goes to get another train. This is that moment where we find out that the employee and the COO survive. Um, the CEO tells the employee, you need to go check and see if it's safe, which is stupid. I'm so sorry. Like, that is dumb. <laughs> then in the zombie apocalypse, you're just like, well, it's my job to make sure that the customer is okay. Like, no, I'd be like, no, 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 Negro. If you want to do that, you go. Like, you, you, take, go. <laughs> you, you take your butt outside. Um, but the, he decides to be stupid and goes out there to um, to go check. At first, the CEO does throw him to the zombies. <laughs> first thing he does is throw him to the zombies and makes a break for it. Likewise, our hero group, which is now down Super Dad, down the elderly lady, um, they leave the train to try to make it to the other side. Um, however, then as, just as things look okay and looks like Baseball Boy and Very Forward Girl have have made have have, uh, have found a way forward. A train on fire comes barreling through. Let me tell you, that was something I did not see coming. I thought it that is, was great. It was a literal <laughs> was a great train on fire that comes barreling through, hits the train, causes a gigantic collision, and baseball boy and Barry Ford girl see trains fall on their friend group. <laughs> like, so they think they're dead. Like there's like so yeah. they so they run off to try to make it to the other train. Well, they didn't make it into another train. However, there they uh they end up. They get locked. They yeah, can't get the door just. Yeah, locked. yeah, yeah. They can't get through the other door. Well, then COO comes running from another train, but has a zombie on his tail. Comes through their train, grabs the girl, and throws her to the zombie. <laughs> CEO cockroach. That's, that's yeah. the name. Of he throws her. To, he throws her to the zombie. Baseball boy reacts. He goes and you know fights the zombie off, closes the door, while COO breaks through the window that uh, Baseball Boy's been beating on to try to get through, climbs his way out. Baseball Boy is now crying because he's realized he didn't get to like tell this girl how he felt and all this other stuff because he's been a stupid teenage boy. He didn't want to admit he liked her. And when he said, it's just you and me now, that was so symbolic. When she said, I'm your future. <laughs> Then she decides to bite into his neck, like, yeah, which sense. which you don't. Like Romeo and Juliet. Yes, yeah, but here's the thing: I was I was telling myself, I'm like, you know, for a fact that that actress and I actor were laughing so hard because I'm pretty sure she was like, she probably was like tickling him off screen or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, which also, Chris, I will give I will give Asian people props. Y'all do not age, man. The young lady yeah. that the young lady that that plays that girl. At the time, it was like twenty-seven. <laughs> yes. In high, yeah, she's in a, she's like a K-pop she, star, yeah, she, right? She's a she's a former K-pop star. Yeah, she was like twenty-seven at the time. Was this like an? So it wasn't a high school baseball team. It was like an intramural, um, you know, <laughs> Dell Electronics team that goes. Well, around. I, I, well, I think I think it was actually supposed to be a university baseball team. I think they were supposed Man. to be college students. Graduate um, university. <laughs> Yeah, no, like she, she, she was. I guess because she looks so young, she can play a high school age character. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm not going to say that. Never mind. (laughs) Well, it's like, well, even, well, even think about it. Like, average dad looks really young, like stupid young. Um, uh, Squid Games, I think, too. Uh, was it him? Only for a second, and like in the first scene or the second scene, I think. No, uh, first episode. I think he's the guy that offers them. To oh do- yes, you're right. He's 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 one of the brokers. Yeah, he oh, has okay. like the. Uh, he's <laughs> the one everyone says he can slap me. <laughs> oh yeah, he is he is very pretty. I'm not even gonna lie to you. He is very pretty. Um, 
and somehow he still looks pretty throughout the whole movie. I don't understand. <laughs> um, but that stated, we actually find out here that the other group did not get crushed by trains. They're being held up by a little pull, a little iron pillar. Um, average dad. So all this left is average dad, homeless dude, daughter, and pregnant mom. Um, average dad is able to get his way out. Um, he's about to go get his daughter. Some metal thing falls down. And then on the other, on the inside, the group that's trying to get out, zombies burst through the train that is falling on top of the other train. And I just say that was the most terrifying part of that movie. It really was. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, he's about to lose everybody in one foul sweep. But yeah. then homeless dude, he's just like, these people have saved my life so many times throughout this movie. He just runs over, just holds back the wave of zombies as average is able to pull this iron thing through. And he looks back at them and says something other than, you know, they're all dead. He's like, run, go. I got them. Run. Like, mm-hmm. And he sacrifices himself so they can get out because the moment they get out, the train actually falls. Like, rough. So, but you know, at least he didn't turn. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, he's paced now, but yeah, at least he didn't yeah, get bitten. <laughs> at least he didn't get bitten. So now, now we see a mad dash going for the one other working train um, because at this point, the conductor has got a train working. He's he's literally driving this train. He's on his way to Busan. <clears throat> he yeah, sees yeah. the COO running. He's just so upset. He's just, so he gets off the train to go help CO. What does CO does? He literally throws him at the zombies. And just like he can't even think about saving anyone but himself. Even the conductor of the train. You know yeah. he can't run that train by himself. Yeah. Like, uh, but also yeah, but like it, even if it even if it puts him at a disadvantage, he doesn't care. Yeah, exactly. he doesn't care. as long as he's alive. Yeah, yeah which is insane. Which, and, but the thing is, it works against him here because also in this moment he twists his ankle. And he ends up getting bitten by the zombie. He deserves. And so he ends up making it to the train. A little bit later, our heroes make it to the train. They think they're okay. There's there's a section where the zombies are, they end up latch onto the back of the train. And they're like, slowing it down. Because it's like a, like a literal, like, I don't even know what you would call it. A, um... Almost like a cape of zombies. That have just been oh, on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a rat tail. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty wild there. But they managed to get that broken off. Then comes a fight with a now zombified COO, who you have now realized he's he's almost a man child. He is essentially a man child because he reverts to childhood teachings of, you know, my name is so and so. This is where I live. Blah blah blah. He and Average Dad end up having a fight, <laughs> which the Average Dad moving train. Yeah, on the side of a moving train, which was actually really well done. Yeah. Um. But average items are getting bitten, by, but it but does throw off CO, and then you have a heartbreaking moment of where he takes Supermom and his daughter, puts them into the conductor seat, tells Supermom how to stop the train. He looks at his daughter, and basically he's like, "Stay with her. Don't ever leave her. You'll be okay." And the daughter is crying because now she blames herself. She blames. She's like, "Basically, if I didn't want to go to Busan, this wouldn't have happened." And you see this moment where he literally, she's holding on, she's crying so hard. And he literally pries her hands off and runs out the door and slams it. He's crying. He's so upset. He's and, at, and as he's and he's become super dad. And now as he's zombifying, he's remember holding his daughter for the first time. Yeah. And he has this he has a smile of contentment on his face that he's he's done the one thing a father could do for his daughter in this moment and save her life. And he falls from the train to sit to save them. Then we get to the final scene. The train makes it to makes it to a quote unquote Busan. Um, but 
Yeah, close enough where the super mom and the daughter get off and they're having to walk through a tunnel. And on the other side of the tunnel, there are a number of military operatives who see them and almost shoot them because they think they're infected. Until the little girl, going back to the beginning of the film where father missed a recital where she could not finish her song, the little girl sings the song to completion in the tunnel to let them know they're alive. And she has tears in her eyes, but she sings. And I almost lost it there the first time I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Train to Busan. Man. Like, it is, it is a, it's such a straightforward movie, but there's so many layers to this damn film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's it what is, the surprising thing about it, is how many layers they pack into this film and just how okay. it's still exciting. But you can go back and watch it again. You can watch the layers and see how they play with each other. And I think that was just, um, for, for me, uh, I'll just run through my favorite part is just, them crawling through the tunnel and crawling on top of the, uh, gosh, what is it? The overhead bins. Yeah. The, the sea of zombies below them. I thought that part was just fantastic. Um, but yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Um, yeah. Anyone else have favorite parts? And then we'll hop into deliberations. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I would say I really love the moment where Super Dad just shows how much of a beast he is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just an absolute. Just starting it off. It was on. <laughs> yeah. Like, he just. He he showed we need a film about Korean John Wick. That's all. That's, that's all I need to know. Um, but I really loved that moment, and um, the the last scene is honestly probably my favorite scene of the whole movie, just because of how poignant it is. Because it's just like it reminds me of like a quiet place in a way, which is like she had to grow up. She was forced to grow up in that moment. Yeah, and she will never be the same again. Like neither will we. <laughs> what about what about you, Chris? What is your what's your favorite moment in the film? Where the CEO finally gets what's coming to him. Also, uh, before that, when the, or like right after that, maybe right before that, where uh, they're on the train and then like they're just all the zombies are just climbing on the train. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Thought that was Zombie great. Carpet. Yeah. Yeah it's, yeah. it's it's. What about you, Brad? Uh, I got two. Uh, so. The first one is just seeing the first zombie that you actually see, the girl on the, the stowaway on the train. Oh, yeah. When she becomes a zombie and, like, just the way her she stands and excellent job. Like, she uh, – I, I know I've seen other people mention this, and I think uh, there's a YouTube channel that mentioned this, and I'm forgetting the name of it. Um, the Dead Meat? Uh, kill, kill Count. Mm-hmm. Dead Meat. And they were like, <laughs> she set the precedence for, for like – what the rest of these zombies are going to be like. And I agree. Like, <laughs> great job. Uh, but my second favorite was when Super Dad picked up the shield and the baton <laughs> and is just like, all right. And just is running and knocking. Oh, he's dude, that was so he's running through the mall, keeping up with the train. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, what are you, Captain Korea? <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's Captain such a, South Korea. Yeah, Captain South Korea. Um, well, you know, as we all know at this point, this was this was not the last we saw of the zombie outbreak in Korea as a second film. Um, Train to Busan Presents Peninsula uh, was dropped last year. I actually haven't seen it yet. Have any of you guys seen it? No. Uh, um, I actually, I kept hearing that it was delayed <laughs> until we watched this film and I realized it was released last year. Yeah. But like, was... I remember watching this film for the first time and everyone was like, oh, the pandemic delayed it. The pandemic delayed yeah. it. So I was... I wasn't even looking for it. Was, yeah, I think it was supposed to drop. I remember it was supposed to drop in like, I think November 2020 or something like that. And then it just yeah, never did. Actual, actual Train to Busan ended up, it's the number six highest grossing film in South Korean history. 
Damn. Um, it broke the record for um, theater attendance at over 10 million. Isn't, it, isn't it also the highest grossing like horror film in South Korean history? Yes. Or something like that? It's, it's the highest grossing. It's, it's the highest grossing horror film in South Korean history. It's also the it's also the first recognized zombie film in, in South Korean film history. Um, it after after Train to Busan came out. Uh, South Korea said, zombie genre is ours. Y'all can never step up to us. Because after that, they made Alive. They've done Kingdom. And then a new zombie thing just dropped on Netflix, I think, yesterday or the day before. Wait, is Kingdom is our, Kingdom uh, the doing? the series? Yes. yes. That is such a good series. Okay, sorry. Yes. Uh, yeah, yes. We'll, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah, so... But yeah, so I think I, I think we've, we've kind of... Yeah, let's say I think we've, we've talked a little bit about it, but before we get to liberation, I think let's take a moment to take a second to talk about our Patreon. Hey guys, it's Avery. Before we get to the deliberation, we wanted to take a quick second to tell you about our Patreon. It's no secret that running a podcast is an expensive and time-intensive endeavor. However, you can help us continue to bring you this show, as well as assist us in making it better by subscribing to our Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you gain access to our entire listening catalog, including all of our old episodes, Patreon-exclusive episodes of our chill-out show, The Tavern, episodes of our real-play roleplay show, The Drunken Dungeon, and so much more. Patrons also gain access to special perks, such as early access to episodes whenever possible, gaining the ability to suggest what movie we review next, getting a shout-out in a future episode, and even adding to the ever-growing list of Christmas nicknames. You guys know you want to do that. We couldn't do this podcast without your support. Every little bit helps. So, if you like what we do and want to support us, consider subscribing to our Patreon. The link can be found in the show notes. Again, thank you guys for your support, and let's get back to the show. Chris! Alright guys, uh, thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Brews and Reviews. It is time we've hit our deliberation. The Brews and Reviews dudes do not rate movies based on how good they are, but whether how drunk you need to be to enjoy them. We rate movies on a scale of one to five beers, with one beer being simply for your own drumming, and five beers need all the beers to watch this film. Also, every season, each member of the Brew dudes has exactly one zero beer review that they can use to sort of even out the score for a film that they find particularly great. There have been no zero beer reviews used this season, so there are still four zero beer reviews on the table. So guys... What do we give 2016's Train to Busan? I want to start with the person who has who had not seen it until this time. Chris, what do you give Train to Busan? One and a half. Okay. It was great. However, due to the pandemic, I stayed away from anything like zombie films or <laughs> Contagion or yeah. reading anything like Cell. Yeah. So I, I stayed away from all that, but this was great. It it had room to breathe. It well paced. It was it was good. Just you know, I needed a beer and a shot because uh it that <laughs> and it hits a little too close to home. Yeah, I was saying it's a little too close. <laughs> yeah. Uh well I, I think it hits a little too close too because it's it's not even like some mythical thing. Like this is like it's chemicals. Like a, a chemical well, it, caused this. <laughs> and like even what's going on now, like Whatever this ends up being, like, kind of the same thing to a degree. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, uh, I want to give it to Brad, since you look like you're texting someone. I'm actually reading uh, reading news headlines because I haven't had a chance to <laughs> slow down today. Why? The, why the world sucks? Uh, oh, yeah. No, I, I, after we're done recording, the, one of the headlines I just read, I wanted to shoot myself in the face. Um, I give, <laughs> um, yeah, so I think Train to Busan, it's, it is a really good film. Um, 
definitely one of the better zombie films that I've seen in a long time. Uh, however, there are a few moments in it where it's like, so they never really establish for one, how long it takes somebody to turn. Cause it's just like, it's almost instantaneous. After they're bitten, they immediately start turning. Well, no, some of them it's instantaneous. Some of them it takes them some time. Like the yeah. first, uh, the stowaway, the very first yeah. zombie we see, she was on the train for like probably ten or so minutes before she turned. Well, so I, it's I, like, I mean, I yeah, think, I mean, there's there's no set time, but I think it's shown that some people can fight it because Super Dad yeah. fought it. Oh yeah, uh, but but uh, but other people like, I mean, even our average dad, he got bitten. He had what three, four minutes, and then he started to turn. So yeah. it's like, I, I don't also, think, yeah. Also, it's like, I really wanted to see an established way of killing the zombies, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think they ever really gave you one. Um, nah, so, like, they... I'm part of the reason that I wanted one is I'm wondering if, like, when Super Dad was, like, breaking necks, like, did that kill the zombie or not? Like, yeah. I want to actually <laughs> know what happened. Um, so, uh, just, I'm going to give it a two. Um, still, again, it's an excellent film. It's one of the best zombie films I've seen in a long time. But there's just like a few questions that I wanted answered that they didn't really get to answer. All right. Buddy. Yeah. Um, I was so close to giving this a zero, but I just don't know what the year holds. Um, so I'm going to give it a one. Uh, yeah, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy this movie. Every time I watch it, I discover new layers of it. And um, I think you should enjoy it. And if you want to enjoy it with five beers, just to as be as uh, indoctrinated and as intoxicated as zombies, uh, go for it. But you only really only need one beer to enjoy this film. Yeah, um, I'll wrap it up and I'll follow that with a one. Um, very much so. I really, really enjoy this film. This is probably my favorite. Uh, uh, what was that? One point four. Okay, so we round that up. Um, so my. I am very much so a, a proponent of. I don't really like zombie stuff, but this is probably my favorite zombie film outside of Shaun of the Dead. Um, and those are two, obviously, two very different uh, zombie type movies. This is more along the, the George Romero, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead type stuff. But uh, I really enjoyed this, and I'm glad this introduced me to Super Dad because I remember when I saw him in Eternals, I was like, wait a minute, is that the dude from Train to Busan? And then first thing he does, he just like starts haymakering these monsters. And I was like, "Yep, that's him." <laughs> like, so um, yeah, it was really cool. I I really enjoyed it, and especially for me, the first time I watched it, it was definitely emotional impact. Um, so that stated, guys, uh, as Brad mentioned, that's a one point four. So we round up here. So that means the Brew Dudes will be giving 2016's Train to Busan a one point five beer review. Ah, uh, so it should be what one, what a beer and a, a shot of soju. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm in. Right. I, I couldn't think of a zombie like thing that just like wouldn't make you totally infected. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us for this week's episode. But before we head out, we always like to send you guys home with something positive, something light about something that's going on outside the world of cinema. So, guys, I want to know about what you're geeking on. I want to start with Bradley. What are you currently geeking on, sir? Yeah, so um, aside from Warhammer, because that's like my usual go-to, um, I'm not. I'm not okay. Uh, I've actually so I've been actually messing around with my acoustic guitar a lot lately. Um, so I've been and I've been like finding pop punk and punk songs I really like and like changing them into like alt 
<laughs> alt songs, like acoustic alt songs, just because I'm, you know, something to do. And I actually found a really good song called Just Like Me by Chewy. And when you read the lyrics, it is, it's an, it's a country or an alt song. Like it's, but it's a punk song. Yeah. So like when I was listening to him, like I need to make this into an alt song. So that's been like my, uh, my quest for the past uh, two days so far, <laughs> trying to make it like an acoustic song. So, um, yeah, so just a lot of music, a uh, little bit of recording and stuff like that. And then, of course, you know, Warhammer is just kind of ever present in there. Uh, something I'll talk about on another episode. But uh, why don't we pass it on over to uh, Buddy? Yo, uh, I am geeking on um, a TV show on Netflix right now called All of Us Are Dead. So if you are geeking on zombies and horror, this Halloween, I'm sorry, this uh, Valentine's uh, This Day. Halloween. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I, I was in the mood. I was in the mood. Um, if I you are to, not in it. the mood for Valentine's Day, <laughs> you can check out uh, All of Us Are Dead on Netflix, which is a based off a webtoon about a zombie apocalypse that all takes place within a school. Uh, you could also check out um, Alive, which is another Netflix thing, which is also Korean. Uh, it's also filled with zombies and takes place in an apartment complex. You can also check out Kingdom, which takes place in South Korea. It's, it's ancient yes, Korea. Which takes place in Korea as well, but um, feudal Korea, where they have swords and spears. Yep. Yeah, Murim, I believe that's what they refer to it as. And it is terrifying. So if you're looking for a zombie fix uh, this uh, Valentine's Day season, uh, ain't no other way to get a good bite. <laughs> See what you did there. Um, yeah. I, so um, I guess I'll go. What are you um, geeking on? Yeah. Um, for me, it's video games, uh, <laughs> per usual. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a, you know, as everybody knows, I'm a video game collector. Um, I collect systems as well. So I um, actually recently did a video game haul, picked up uh, Pokemon Arceus, uh, which just came out a couple of days ago, and it's really, really good. Um, and also, and also will uh, make you rethink how cute and cuddly some Pokemon are. <laughs> uh, um, That's accurate. Well, yeah. you don't want to hug a Beedrill? <laughs> uh, well, I was I was telling I was telling Beedrill Buddy like, like terrifying Pokemon. Okay, it's four feet tall and a bee. <laughs> It's actually a wasp. Um, but <laughs> I was worse. I was telling Buddy though. I was playing the game, and the, the one the one weird thing about the game is because the Pokemon are all over the map. They will attack you. Like they are wild animals. Like you come into their territory, they will attack you. Some <laughs> of them are some of them are friendly and curious, and they'll run up to you. But like I got run up on by two Geo dudes, and then a Scyther in the middle of the battle shot into the fight. <laughs> like it wanted the smoke too. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, and that's what happens to Pokemon Arceus. You can be ganged up on by a swarm of Pokemon at any moment. So do you like actually die in this? You can, <laughs> like, you can, like, you can get knocked out. Like, not your Pokemon. You can get knocked out by Pokemon. <laughs> like, can you like? Can you like give a? Can you give a, a Scyther a right hook and like knock him? No, out you, you can. You can just. You have to dodge. And like the one, the the way to run away from a battle is to physically run away from the battle. <laughs> like. It is. It's oh man, one. the Pokemon universe. You know, you got to have that cardio going. Yeah. What if they use Quick Attack on you? You're screwed. You're screwed. Yeah. You're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing, because it's funny, because because some of the Pokemon, like they will use stuff like Quick Attack. Like they'll be across the screen, and next thing you know, they're in your face. <laughs> so it is. It is wild. Um, I got that. I picked up a uh, Pokemon Tournament DX. Um, I picked up. I the actually. World- 
I have a game recommendation for your uh, for your uh, Switch, by the way. Right, cool. Uh, whenever we're done. Yeah, and I picked up uh, The World Ends With You Neo, which is the new World Ends With You game, um, which for anyone who played the original on the DS, uh, yeah, it's DS, it's the sequel. Um, and then I picked up a game from the Dark, uh, Dark Pictures Anthology, like the same company that did um, Before Dawn. They have another one called like Into Ashes. I picked up this new one. I can't remember what it's, what it's called. A oh, Little Hope. Basically, they're all these like super, um, super story driven um, games. The first one um, before Dawn had a uh, Rami Malik in it. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And Rami Malik, Hayden Panettiere, like a whole bunch of other people. Um, really, really good game. Really dark game. Um, but yeah, so I picked those up. Um, yeah, so I'm enjoying being a video game collector. Um, yeah, so that stated, I want to go to. Well, I, I would go to Chris if, huh? That's weird. Why are where where did Chris go? I oh, know. Wait, wait, Brad, that, Brad, that is strange. Brad's That's here. Strange. Brad, Brad has yeah. the beer. Chris, Chris is right. Scream, but I just Chris, thought I just thought he turned the TV on. Chris is right. Chris is right behind us. You know, Chris. Mm. Oh, oh, that that is Whoa, a lot he's of. He's, oh. he's the, looks glossed over. Okay, it must be what just, he drank. No. Well, uh, it wasn't from that. It was because it was, I had taco night last night. Oh, okay. That, 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 oh, makes, oh, that makes sense. Oh, wow, wow. Um, you, you poor thing. Uh, go get back on the toilet. Get that um, checked out immediately. You know, we, we will, yeah, we're going to end that there, guys. Uh, thank you for joining yeah. us for this week's episode. As always, my name is Avery. You're, along, <laughs> you're alongside with Buddy, Brad, and Chris. And we'll see you guys at the movies. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episodes of Brews and Reviews. As always, Brews and Reviews would like to thank you for tuning in. And if you liked what you just listened to, please subscribe to the podcast, give them a like, leave a review, comment on the episodes, and tell your friends about the cast as it really helps the algorithm get the show out there. If you want to follow the Brew Dudes on social media, check them out at the Brewcast Crew on Twitter and the Brews and Reviews Pod on Instagram, where they post information about current and upcoming episodes, and so that you never miss a second of their drunken adventures. The Brews and Reviews Podcast drops regular episodes the first and second Wednesdays of each month, as well as special deep cuts episodes once a month, and is available on every major streaming service, so be sure to check back for more inebriated mishaps. So, until next episode, we'll see you guys at the movies. Bye!